How many of you guys have ever had to do a science project? Okay. Maya, what did you do for your science project? What? You had to make a poster? Okay, about different types of energy. That's cool. So when I was, it was like, I think it was grade 9 or something, I had to do, um, or maybe it was grade 7, 8, anyway. Uh, I had to do a, a science project, and we had to pick. We had to come up with our own thing, right? And so what I decided to do was uh, I decided to find out what kinds of liquid I could water seeds with and end up with a plant, right? What kinds of... And so, you know, I tried Coca-Cola, and I tried chocolate milk, and I tried apple juice, and I tried water, and uh, I think I even tried, um, uh, like, vinegar or something, right? Now, I just... In defense, I I didn't actually think that that was going to result in (laughs) growth, but that was my science project. And um, and it it ran for, I think it ran for something like three or four weeks. And can anyone guess what uh, my science project smelled like (laughs) after three or four weeks of of, of watering these plants with things like Coca-Cola and vinegar and apple cider, and it was disgusting, and there was mold everywhere. <laughs> um, and you know what I found out in this, you know, so I have been able to scientifically verify that uh, water is really good at growing plants, and that's basically what you need. That's what you can use. You need water. If you supplement that with Coca-Cola, that's a terrible idea, right? So in case you were wondering... Um, And so what we are going to talk about this morning is we're going to talk about growing stuff. We've been in this series. um, I don't think everyone has been in the room. So we've been in this series about the work of God, and we've been looking at it through this lens of God as creator, recognizing that he uh, has been doing the same thing all along. And Jesus makes reference to that, as we've said for the last few weeks. I'm doing what I see my father doing, and my father's working from, or till this very day, is, is the way that he frames it in John. Till this very day. And so he is, there's an ongoing work that God is doing. And that is a compelling thing, because I love God as creator. God as creator is such a compelling, wonderful uh, um, way of approaching who Jesus is, right? And, uh, and so that's that's the primary lens that we're using. So we last week we we unpacked a couple of things that we found in the first few chapters of the of of the book, right? The first few chapters of the Bible or verses rather, um, where God speaks into nothingness and creates something. And then in the in in the next couple of verses, it it unpacks how he how he takes the chaos that results from that initial flourish of creativity and he brings order. Right? And he brings order, we sort of unpack, there's three ways, three metaphors that, that stood out. Um, you know, he, he creates light, right? He, uh, he separates, what, it talks about separating, separating the waters, but what's really being talked about is that the creation of atmosphere. He cre- there's oxygen, right? And then he gathers the waters, you know, into a certain spot, and he creates dry land, dry land, something that's stable that we can stand on, right? And so we suddenly have light, and we have, we have oxygen, and inferred in that as well as rain, actually, with the separation of the waters in the ancient Hebrew mind. And we have land, we have ground. Now, 
those things are the perfect environment for what, ha- for what happens next, right? What happens next is that God starts to grow stuff. He starts to grow stuff. We see things that have roots and fruit, vines. These are the sorts of things that start to grow. It naturally follows, and I really love that. So uh, in Genesis 1, uh, verses 11 and 12, it says, So God said, let the land produce vegetation, right? Plants yielding seeds and trees on the land bearing fruit with seed in it, according to their kinds, and it was so. And the land produced vegetation, plants yielding seeds according to their kinds, and trees bearing fruit with seed in it according to their kinds. And God saw that it was good. How many of you guys have just planted stuff and watched it grow? Yeah. Kids, have you guys ever planted anything and watched the plant grow up out of the, up, up out of the soil? You've seen that happen? Have you ever watched anything grow? Have you ever seen it grow? Like actually seen it grow? Been able to go, oh, I just saw it grow. Like there, that moment. I've never seen that happen. You know why? It's because it's super slow, right? I've got, oh, we're going to see if this works here. Ah, oh, no, it didn't work. Come on. Yeah, there we go. Okay. I'm going to let this run in the background. I love this. Do you guys see what this is? Who sees what's going on here? Okay. So this is. This right here, this is a seed, right? It's planted in the ground. And, and this, is what, this, is, this is like really sped up, right? So if we could watch kind of, like if an hour was like a minute, it might look something like this, right? Or, or, or an hour was like a second even. crazy, right? It's beautiful. I want you guys to keep this image in your mind. And I want you to consider that what, whatever we talk about today, underlying it all, underlying it all, is, is patience. This phase of God's creativity, it always takes time. And if you just take a snapshot you're not going to see, it's really hard to see something happening, right? This is powerful and it's beautiful, and I love that God does it this way. Most of the time, I love that God does it this way. So, do you guys know how amazing this process that we're watching happen is? Do you guys know how incredible it is? It's mind-blowing. So, the greatest event, the greatest news event in all of history, right? Like if CNN or CBC or whoever was covering all of time, what would their number one story be? Do you think? Well, that's a, that's a good one. I mean, I would probably go with the resurrection piece, right? I would say that the resurrection was probably the most newsworthy event through, through history, right? Jesus dying on a cross and raising three days later. But... Life is so amazing 
that if we discovered anything even remotely like this anywhere else in the solar system or in the universe happening once, a single blade of grass, that would be the only thing that we would talk about in our news cycle for months. It would be the biggest news event in history. That's how precious what happens when something grows. It's amazing. And do you know why? Because we can't make this happen. We don't know how this happens. We know things about the process, but humanity, we have not, you guys, we have never created anything that's living from scratch. We've never done it. Right? This is, this is God's work. He grows. We don't know how it happens. Not on a core fundamental level. We know how to grow healthy stuff, right? But we don't know how to make it happen from scratch. So it's interesting to me that this is the very first thing in, you know, what some call the Genesis poem, the creation poem, but the, this narrative of God speaking existence or uh, creation into being the very first life that comes is this, this plant, this growing thing. And then the fruit piece, that carries on throughout the whole Bible. It is super consistent how it speaks of fruit. Right? Think about what happens. In instantly, like almost immediately in the human story, in the story of Adam and Eve, Adam and Eve fruit is referred to in the language of good. This is good. And even... This idea of if you take and eat of one particular fruit, there's the knowledge of good and evil that enters in, right? There's this relationship to being able to taste and see, right? To be able to recognize, is this a good, is this good fruit or is this bad fruit, right? We'll touch on that in a minute. But this idea of fruitfulness as, uh, as an indicator of the goodness of what is being created and what is growing. This is consistent all the way through. So, I mentioned that the one thing that we need as we step into the work of God, because remember, and again, just to restate it if you haven't been here previously, when we look at the work of God, the creativity of God, how he moves in creation, One way that we respond to that is through worship because it's amazing because God is the creator God. But the other thing that we look to is we look and we see what our call is, our vocation, because we're called to come alongside the work of God, right? In fact, our very first job, as I talked about a few weeks ago, our very first job was to take care of creation, was to nurture and to steward what was happening on the earth, right? And So when we look at something like a growing process and we see that that's one of the ways, one of the main ways that God creates things, that he goes through his creative process, that means that we're also called to be part of that process. That's the way we can understand how God moves in us, but also through us in others, right? Taking a long view. I wish sometimes that I could do you know, st- uh, not stop motion, the opposite when you advance it, um, f- like the time lapse. 
I wish I could look at my spiritual growth through a time-lapse video occasionally because sometimes it feels so slow, right? The first thing we need to know if we're going to partner with God in this kind of work of the kingdom is that patience is so important, right? Even the kind of snappy, snappy, flashy, flashy stuff that we pray for, and it's good to pray for it. I don't mean to be dismissive, but like we pray for the sick when we, when we expect a miracle or whatever, Sometimes that comes out of a place of great patience as well. The founder of the vineyard, John Wimber, he decided that he was going to pray for a thousand people regardless of what he saw take place. That was just part of what he felt called into, a thousand people. And it was in the process of that that he began to see something. He began to see fruit. He began to see something take place. There was a lot of disappointment in that. I don't understand why. But patience in terms of what we're called to is really important if we understand that God grows things and that takes time. The other thing, when we partner with God in his growing season, in his kingdom growth, is to realize we actually don't do any of the real work. Right? We cannot, we, I cannot cause a plant to grow. God alone can do that, right? I cannot cause the seed, you know, that maybe I plant in a person if I encourage them or whatever it might look like, if I deposit something in their life. I cannot make that thing grow. No effort will make it happen. It's God's work. All I can do is keep my eyes open and to tend what I see happening, to tend to it, to pay attention to it, to nurture the growth that happens. That's what we're called to. We're not called to be superstars and to make stuff happen. God does it. My favorite part of that video, what was the first thing? So the seed is planted. What's the first thing that starts to grow? Do you guys remember? It goes down, right? There's a root system. Right? That root system. And the root system, it's a lot more intricate than anything that happens above the ground, isn't it? It spreads out further and deeper, and, and it's very, very cool. A lot of the things that God does is invisible. Right? Did I hear something about Ghostbusters? Did it relate? Sweet. Okay, did it relate? Is there like an illustration in there somewhere? Okay, all right, cool. I'll let you sort it out. That's great. (laughs) Okay, so the root systems, right? The things that happen underground that we cannot see. It's really important to recognize, right, that when we don't see activity, obvious activity, that's okay. Like, Remember, we can't force something to happen. All we can do is continue to water where we know that there are seed planted. Right? And in Matthew's description of the sower, guess where the seed is? The seed is everywhere. Right? There's no place that the sower doesn't sow seed. He's a very sloppy sower of seed. Right? It's on the pathways and it's it's in the dirt and it's on the roadway and it's in the sidewalk and it's in people's hair, I think, too. That's, that part's not in the parable, but it lands everywhere, right? So, one of our challenges 
is that the growing season is something that it's a process. And what we are not trained up in, in our understanding as modern people, we're not trained up to be process people. We are results people. We measure results, right? We go to the grocery store and we buy, uh, you know, if you're a meat eater, you might go to the grocery store and, and buy a steak, right? And it's in a different aisle from the, you know, from, from the apples, but they're there. And we engage in all of these things without, without really being pulled into the process at all. It's a product. It's something we purchase and we use right away. Right? This is a challenge for us because God, hasn't not, God has not changed. He has not changed from when Jesus was teaching these parables. He still uses process. He still takes sometimes a really long time to accomplish what he's doing. And sometimes his processes are messy. And so we need to learn to be in processed people as we engage in the work of the kingdom. Right? Be processed people. And that's amazing because what that does is that allows us to not constantly be judging and judging and judging what the results are of these, all these things that we've done to invest. I had an instance on, on Friday night. Liv and I were playing a gig in Harriston and we were cleaning up afterwards and the sound uh, guy, Paul, he came over and was talking and all of a sudden he just started to share his, some, just some real baggage that had been going on in his life, some real pain that was taking place. And I just, I was like, oh man, this is prime, like, oh, I, I need to pray for this guy, right? But in that space, honestly, I just couldn't find a way that felt safe for him or for me in the context of all the things that were happening. And so I just said, I just said, dude, man, that's heavy stuff. Listen, I'm a pastor by, by vocation. I'm going to pray for you. I actually dropped that pastor card. You guys, you guys, you know. I'm not telling you you can lie if you need to, but like you can say, I, sh- I'm, I you know, whatever. I believe in the prayer stuff. I'm going to pray for you. Sometimes, like, there's power in taking a massive risk and saying, can I pray for you right now? And I don't want to negate that. But I also don't want to negate the fact that in that space, trying to follow Jesus the best that I could, something got done in that, in that declaration of care. I'm going to pray for you, man. Right, and he responded in a, in, a, in, a, in a very good way. So, being processed people allows us to celebrate that and to not instantly be going into judgment mode. Did I succeed or did I not succeed? Am I am I doing God's work or am I not doing God's work? It's process. Yes. Boom! You got this. I was um trying to make um like a heart i i i tried to make it shape at first but it didn't work and then i i was thinking about making like growing like the plant plant um growing to like its shape so then i and and as uh, i was imagining like this this was a seed and then i then i i have flat it in my hand I figured it forms like the roots, and uh-huh. then I done the point. I done the pointy bit at the bottom, which represent it growing out of the in, out to to the earth, like to onto the grass, and then and then I shape the heart, and you'll have to like do it two times. 
sometimes that reminds me of it getting its leaves, and then um, I and then I put it like together, and then it reminded me of the tree when it's like a, a tree that got that just got grow like wow. that grows. But I thought it was very hard. Yeah, and I was also imagining that my hand, like, th like this part of my hand was the dirt, and and when I and this is like the grass, like over. That is so awesome. That encourages me on so many levels. <laughs> Fantastic, cool. <laughs> They're listening. Yes. Okay. By the way, thank you, Annabelle, for sharing that. Um, I'm just going to throw these up. If you want to take notes, if you want to write some stuff down, these are just some references in the New Testament that refer to fruit. Um, and it's just a, it's a worthy study. We don't have time to unpack all of it, but um, I'll try to remember to put it in the notes as well for the recording for this. Okay. So, having talked about process... I do want to talk about the importance of fruit because fruit really matters. We're called over and over again to measure something by what? By its, by its fruit, right? Jesus talks about... Uh, actually, no, sorry, it's not Jesus. It's uh, Paul, I think, um, is talking about in Philippians... No. Yeah, no, it's in Galatians. Um, and there's this, there's this talk about uh, false prophets, and it, and it gets into how do you discern? How do you discern what truth is? Well, you discern the truth of a gift by looking at the fruit of it, which is interesting because I sometimes run the, m make a mistake and assume that the gift is the fruit, right? The cultivated gift is the fruit, but it's not. The fruit is the thing that, f that, c that follows from the gift, that follows from the work, Right? So in this measure of, of fruitfulness, is it the prophecy that's the fruit? No. The prophecy is a stem. It's the thing that's hanging off of that that gets eaten and consumed. Right, That's what the fruit is. Is it positive? Does it create anxiety? Does it make us know that, that God loves us more? These, this is an understanding of fruit. And the scripture has this beautiful passage in Galatians. And most of us can probably quote it. Um, you know, it's the fruit of the Spirit, right? Does anyone name them off? Love, joy, peace, patience, self-control, kindness, gentleness, goodness. Woo! <laughs> rocking it. You're rocking that thing. That was a good job. We need to pay attention to this stuff. We need to pay attention to this stuff. It's really important. If we're to be about the work of the kingdom, because you know when we shift our measure to fruit instead of the other stuff, guess what's not important anymore? How big and powerful something is, right? How often do we measure, do we value something based on how big and powerful it is? My least favorite weeds in the world are big and powerful, Right? Just thorn trees that cut you up when you try to take them down, right? Like, big and powerful is meaningless in the things of the kingdom. Fruit matters. And that shift is profound. And we measure it through this beautiful list. 
And I'm not a huge one for looking at the scriptures and trying to find a prescriptive, like, okay, this, da, 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 these things specifically. Like, I, I like to look at the scriptures as leading me in the direction of. But I think in this case, it's a really good list to have as fruit, fruit of the Spirit. Okay. I want to hone in on my main point here. But just before I do that, before I release this, we need to pay attention because it's possible to grow bad fruit. Like we do need to pay attention to things, right? We need to pay attention to things because it's possible to grow unhelpful plants. In, in, uh, Jesus is talking in, in Matthew about the parable of the, of, of the farmer who goes out and has a wheat field and an enemy comes along and sows all kinds of other seed in amongst in, in in amidst his crop and the seed mimics it looks a lot like wheat right they think it's a specific kind of plant that's actually poisonous like it looks like wheat you can't tell till harvest comes around but it's poison if you eat too much of it like copious amounts mind you but if you eat too much of it it'll take you out it'll kill you it's possible that it's possible for us to grow poisonous things. And so I want to finish this way. I want to ask a question. How do we be kingdom gardeners? Practically speaking, how do we do it? I want to suggest to you that all of this boils down to where we put our attention. I want to suggest that whatever we pay attention to receives our attention as energy that it converts into growth. And so if we have an enemy in our lives and we pay attention to all of the things that make them our enemy, guess what grows? If we have an enemy in our lives and we pay attention to all of those things that are lovable, about that person and that we can speak into and encourage, guess what grows? In us, first, potentially in them, but in our perspective, what we pay attention to grows every time. Think of your attention as rainfall. Think of your attention as oxygen. Think of your attention as, as light because your attention will cause things to grow. I want to close with Philippians and then... And then we're going to be done here. Philippians 4, verses 4 to 8 say this. Always be full of joy in the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. Let everyone see that you are considerate in all that you do. Remember, the Lord is coming soon. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then, then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything that we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And this is where I really want to focus us in. Verse 8. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about the things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all that you've learned and received from me, everything you've heard from me and saw me doing then the God of peace will be with you, right? I, 
if there's one thing we walk away with, we, you will be, you are gardeners. You are growing things around you. You're growing things in your family. You're growing things in your life, and so am I. And the way that we steward that well is we pay, we pay attention to what we're paying attention to. Right? It was a very different way of looking at this in my mind than from approaching it from a morality stance. I'm gonna, I'm, this, is, this is a super moral passage, sure. But the underlying more important thing is this is how we create beauty in the world. So we pay attention to it. Does that make sense? Okay, so I'm going to close this out. Thank you. Kids, you were amazing. Thanks again, Annabelle, for that. That was so good. Your heart image. Lord, we just uh, thank you. We want to fix our eyes on you. We ask, Lord, that you would help us to fix our eyes on what you are doing um, around us. Lord, that we would see and recognize and celebrate the beautiful things. God, that we would celebrate in patience, that we would not lose ourselves by constantly trying to get to the end of the process. God, but that we would set our eyes on what you are doing. And just like we were able to celebrate seeing the roots go down in that video, Lord, give us a sense of, what the, of what's going on there and let us learn how to celebrate that this is a rooting season. This is a growing season. Oh, Lord Jesus, thank you. This is a harvest season. We just lean into these things and we trust you in these processes. We believe you in these processes.